Profits with Kathy Pfefferhahn. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through tailored, personal, attentive financial coaching services. Together, we'll create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding you and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please feel free to contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for your free consultation. Lately, I've been finding things around the house that I really don't need any longer. Baskets, jewelry, and toys have all been collected for donating. I think being home over the holidays helped me want to clear out some of the clutter. I'm lucky and have a wonderful local center that is run by many local religious groups who share in the profits. Have you considered what you know about where you donate your items? That may seem like an odd question, but not all donation centers are the same. Donating items is a great way for you to help others and to be able to take a tax deduction based on the value of the item, if you're filing itemized deductions and not the standard deduction. The IRS states that if you donate property, other than cash, to a qualified organization, you may generally deduct the fair market value of the item. In other words, what someone would pay for it now in its current condition. The IRS has a publication determining the value of your donation property. It's publication 561 to help you determine what to deduct. If you use a program like TurboTax as an example, they have charts to help you choose the price as well. You may then deduct from what you owe in taxes up to 50% of your adjusted gross income. But where are good places to donate? It may seem like a silly question, but did you know that many common donation places sell their name to make money and then your donations are sold for a profit by private companies? If you're expecting your items to make a difference in those in need locally, you may be surprised to find out they don't. The good news is your donation is still tax deductible either way. You just may not be helping the homeless and instead be supporting a for-profit company. Goodwill is a popular place to donate to. When you donate to Goodwill, they research the items donated and sell those at great value on the internet for the largest profit. They have such a large volume of items and are located all over, so they can do this, generally, at very little cost. It's not surprising that they receive a lot of vintage, collectible, and high-end items. But they also receive electronics that don't work, and those are sold as scrap metal, as well as items that go immediately into the dumpster, so that they can maximize profits. Items in demand are sold on their site, goodwillfinds.com. Just as an example, I clicked on both the Lululemon and Wallets buttons to find high-end items. They actually one time received a donation of a famous American watercolor that was sold for $165,000 and a 1987 factory-sealed Legends of Zelda that sold for $411,278 at auction. Not surprisingly, items are not held in stores indefinitely. They stay a maximum of four weeks and are discounted each week that passes to maximize the last of the items and profits. They also have a Goodwill outlet store. It's quite unique. In here, items are rolled inside of large bins heaped with goods. All of these are sold by the pound, clothing for $1.79 a pound, while hard goods like baskets, cutlery, and puzzles sell for $1 a pound, and books go for $0.49 cents a pound. It seems to be mostly resellers that purchase this way. Then dealers can buy bales of leftover clothes for 29 cents a pound. These are then sent on to other continents, selling a cargo box full for about $11,000 each. Finally, salvaged clothing is turned into rags or furniture stuffing. All of these efforts keep them from going into landfills. Luckily, only 15% of the products that they receive end up in the dump, 
but still their annual garbage bill is nearly $3 million. AMVETS, another large organization, they'll call you and schedule a pickup with donations, making it very easy for you to be philanthropic or generous. But the reality is, but the reality is, AMVETS does not actually get your items. They provide their name to third parties who collect your items and then sell them for a profit. Why would AMVETS do that? Because they earn money based on the weight of what they collect in your name. This is different than Goodwill, who operate their own stores and provide money back to local community. AMVETS owns a very small percentage of their stores. Luckily for you, the tax deduction takens are legal even though your donations make a profit for a third party. AMVETS, out of Landham, Maryland, acknowledges that people believe they're donating to the group directly, but it does state that the money they collect goes to help vets. They also get percentages of each donation without the overhead of running stores like salaries, utilities, and benefits. As a rule, though, your donations are usually sold, not donated to those in need. About 90% of what you donate is sold to textile recycling firms, according to abcnews.go.com. For hundreds of millions of dollars, most become rags. About 25% become part of an international trading economy. These are packed into bales of like items and sold to merchants who make about $5 a pair of jeans. You may be thinking that donating, even to another country, is fine with you, and that makes sense. The problem is that this trade actually hurts the local producers of handcrafted clothes that can't compete with the prices of the donations. And of course, you get to take your tax donation, but it does become a profit at some point and not supporting the local residents or economy. On the flip side, these products don't fill our landfills. A quote from a donor states, It's kind of the American way, isn't it? Someone discovered something and turned it into a business. In 2009, Geraldine and Clayton Hill began collecting clothes from large companies like Forever 21 and selling them for a profit. The donations were meant to provide assistance to low-income families and individuals who had needed to better the quality of their life. However, upon receiving the goods, valued at $5.6 million, they sold them for profit at discount retailers. They received nine months and 15 months, respectively, in federal court for selling the donations and failing to pay taxes on those profits. Another organization called Habitat for Humanity has a non-profit donation arm that likes to think of itself as a home goods store. They take TVs, appliances, lighting and furniture, as well as building materials like doors and windows, plumbing supplies, hand and power tools, and flooring. Some locations even offer deconstruction services. Profits are used to end substandard housing locally and around the world. With so many of us remodeling, it's a great way to keep those building materials out of landfills. I have shopped there and have donated items like bathroom fixtures as well. Consumer Reports has tips for maximizing your donations. First, donate to an IRS-qualified charity, and they recommend that you look on a fillable site run by the IRS to make sure the business is tax-exempt. You can find them at tax-exempt organizations on the IRS website. Next, don't overvalue the amount of your donations. Keep a detailed list of what you donate or even pictures of the items. They also recommend using an app or a tool to value what you donate, as mentioned before. They also suggest you keep receipts for if the value of what you donate is less than $250, make sure you get a receipt from the charity with their name, the date, the location of your charity, and a description of the item or items. If it falls between $250 and $500, you must also get a receipt that states that you did not receive anything in return, like a meal or a t-shirt for the value of that item. Cars are treated differently. If you donate a vehicle that has to be salvaged, they'll provide a receipt that says it was valued at $500 or less.
If you want to make sure that you're donating to an organization that has your same charitable ideals at heart, you can log into Charity Navigator and check on how they pay their executives or cover operating expenses. Comparing one charity to another can really maximize your giving. You can also use them to search locally and click on Resort by Overall Rating to find charities that have the highest rating near you. Not everything you own is donatable. Ask yourself what you're donating and if it's in a condition that you'd be willing to wear, play with, read, or use. If not, it may be better sent to the dump. But if it's usable, you could donate it or sell the item and donate the money to an organization. Donating, whether for altruism or a tax break, or a little of both, can make you feel just a little bit better if you know how your donations are making a difference. This is Kathy Pfefferhan. Thanks for listening to Finances and Donations and Profits. I know you chose to listen and I'm very grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episodes with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. Also, remember to let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to.